Welcome to a brand new edition of Yuan's. I'm Omar Moore. The Derby is Luton's, and Watford players don't care. That was the overall impression on Saturday, and on this edition of Yuan's, a Saturday lunchtime kickoff, the desperation of a Derby, and the precarious position that Watford are in in trying to attain some kind of consistency in order for a push for playoffs were no longer to be credibly given credence after this miserable no-show at the kennel. That is the focus. Plus, where does this club go from here? A sweet victory and revenge for Rob Edwards and for his bitter rivals to be looking up at the current club he manages gives extra satisfaction not only to Luton fans, but to the gaffer that we had at the start of this season and then discarded by the side of the road. That is also a focus of this brand new edition of Chris, obviously, obviously a lot of disappointment after that one. What was your take on today's game? Incredibly disappointing for for, for myself, um, and most most importantly was the the supporters who made the who made the uh, the travel first time in 17 years. I think their reaction at the end showed what they thought uh, thought of it. Uh, I thought Luton completely deserved the result. Um, I'm quite experienced manager. I'm quite experienced managers in terms of playing in local derbies. I've been brought up in a city that's got fierce rivalry, just as fierce as, as, as this has. And you have to show so many more qualities than what we did today. Uh, I thought the team um, that was the team won the game. Um, and, you know, for us, and maybe this might be a little bit more... Um, how can I say it? more uh, bigger issues to 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 get to get the club to get the team playing as a team than just sort of seven or, or eight games? As I said, when I came into the football club, I looked at the looked at the players, looked at the 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 players that we had at our disposal, and I was really excited. But they have to play as a team, and I think you, you've seen it today. You know, fundamental aspects of the games that you need to show. We've not. Um, and, and, and the biggest thing that I suppose is their quality, is their quality in possession. And for the life of me, we just kept turning the, turning the, t- the ball over so easily and good players turning the ball over so easily to, to a team that, that wanted to go and hurt you and, and they got the result that they wanted. Uh, perhaps a bit of an improvement, particularly in the early part of the second half. Was it still lacking for you? I thought the game was, was definitely what it was going to be. It was going to be front foot from from um, from Luton. I press. Uh, it's going to be a quick game, and we had to be smart. I thought the start was okay, um, but same again. We just kept turning the ball, turning the ball over and allowing them to come back at us. And we didn't secure it at the top of the pitch. 
Um, we didn't pass it well enough in, in, in the midfield three. It's a pretty simplistic game. It was a two shapes against two shapes. So, you know, duels, they were more duels with us. They were more races than us. They passed it better. They were more progressive. Um, and they had some at the end of it, and we didn't as, as, as a team. So no excuses. And as I said, empathy for the, for, the, for the supporters there at the end because, you know, you really look forward to, especially in a, in a, in a very disappointing, I should imagine, season so far, is the, the highlight of a derby and, and maybe, you know, uh, righting some wrongs. And certainly we've not done enough as a group to right those wrongs. Uh, seven games left. Where does that leave us now? Well, it, it, it leaves us in terms of um, my attitude towards the, uh, my, my message to the players, which was a very strong one. I'm, I'm an extremely honest manager to, to the media, to you guys, to the supporters. There's no spin. And that was the same with the players. It just wasn't, wasn't good enough. It's not about tactics. It's not about shape. It's two shapes against each other. We had to change our shape three or four times to try and do something. You know, it's not about shape when we just keep passing the ball out of play or, or don't drop on the first ball or don't win a race or, or get out muscle. That's nothing to do with the tactical part of it. And as I said, the best players, and there's a lot of so-called good players here at the football club, you know, have to show so much more if they want to be top players. And, um, you know, reflection on, on the performance. Um, and I hope the, 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 the players will reflect on, on their performance because ultimately it wasn't good enough to get any sort of result in, a, in, a, in an incredible local derby. Brilliant. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. The words of Chris Wilder, I think, are the appropriate place to start. And you just heard those words. That was Chris Wilder after the game today as Watford slumped to a 2-0 defeat at Luton Town. And I must say, it wasn't so much as a slump as it was a whimper. Watford had five lively first half minutes and maybe 10 minutes of the second half where they looked a little bit better. But they didn't do anything with the 10 minutes that they had. They didn't do anything with the first five minutes of the game where they were lively and effervescent. They didn't do what the fans expected them to in a derby match against your hated rival up the M1. Put in a fight. Put in a passionate performance. Give an effort. Dig in. Throw a tackle in. Put some shots in on the Luton Town goal. Two shots all game. Two on target all game long for Watford by my count. And a Watford side today that were made to look irrelevant. Because they didn't care. They didn't play like they cared. And I think they knew that they did not care. If you can't get up for a derby, if you can't get up for a game where the manager who used to manage you is now in the opposite dugout, forget the playoffs, forget the derby. If you can't get up for a game where the manager who used to manage you is now managing your rival and you don't belong anywhere near playoffs, you don't belong anywhere near this football club. And you don't deserve the fan support. I am echoing now what some other Watford fans have said over the last few weeks and months. I support this club and so do those Watford fans. I support these players and so do those Watford fans. Watford fans care about this club and this team. And when you care, you will criticize the team because you want them to be better. 
you want the club to be better. If we didn't criticise this team or this club, if we didn't say a word after a lifeless showing against a Luton Town team that didn't even come out of second gear, if we said nothing about Watford, that would be us not caring as fans. We wouldn't be caring. We would not care. That's what that is. If you don't say anything after a ridiculous no-show like this one, that is you as a fan not caring. But if you are upset, angry, disillusioned, alienated, sad, disgusted, if you're feeling any of those things or all of those things, all of those things, that is because you care. You absolutely care. The question is, do these players care? And Chris Wilder has found out very quickly that the players do not care. He found out about this, I think, right after the Queen's Park Rangers game as he was watching that game unfold right in front of him. I think he found that out pretty darn quickly. That was his first game in charge less than a month ago. Barely a month ago. And now, with two weeks off, granted some of the players are off in international duty and now they're back, but with two weeks off, he has already had it. You can hear it in, the, in, the, in his voice in those comments. These players are the only ones now who must be held accountable. We have certainly thrown a lot at Gino, and certainly I think the owner should be held accountable as well. There's no question about that. But I think now the players must also be a focus here because it's the players who are on the pitch playing, not Gino Pozzo, not the Watford front office. Not Scott Duxbury, not Ben Manga. It's the Watford men's team, first team players, footballers who now, as Chris Wilder said, and as I have said a number of times in this season, lack the basic fundamentals of football. There is no excuse for that at this level of football. These are professional footballers. And if you cannot employ the basic fundamentals of defending, basic fundamentals of holding up play, basic fundamentals of seeing a game out, basic fundamentals of throwing the ball in to touch, throw the ball in to play. If you can't do that, there was a foul throw at Queen's Park Rangers a few weeks ago from a Watford player. If you can't make a throw in, there's no hope for you. You can put the best manager in the world, Pep Guardiola. You can put the best manager in in the world to manage Watford. If they don't care, they don't care. And you're not going to get players to care when you sack a manager and certainly when you sack a manager as often as Watford does you're not going to get the players to care sacking a manager is not going to make players care sacking a manager is not going to make players employ the basic fundamentals of football sacking a manager is not going to make the players put in a shift that is not what is going to make the players do that? And if you sack a manager, all you will do 
is keep the status quo where players are concerned. They are not going to give anything but the barest minimum of efforts. And as a matter of fact, today against Luton Town, they didn't even do that. Watford were second best in much of this game. Luton Town deserved the victory. Watford, even when Luton were poor in the first 15 or so minutes of that second half, where Luton were really unfortunate, um, I should say Luton were really fortunate not to be down, not to be at 1-1. Jeremy Ngakia's header, Ngakia gave you something barely in a few moments. In fact, none of these players really gave you anything, but I'll get to that in a moment. Luton were very, very fortunate not to be 1-1 early in that second half, and Ngakia's header just whistled past the post of the Luton Town goal. That would have been a really good start to that second half, but it was not to be. And Watford really never got closer than that Jeremy Ngaki ahead of it, just whistled past the post for the rest of that second half. They didn't, for the rest of the game, get any closer to scoring than that from Jeremy Ngaki. And it was looked like a more of a speculative effort than it was anything else. And Jeremy Ngaki at least has confidence to go for these shots make these headers, and to go for a, t- a commitment to do those things to be better. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen for Watford, and not because Luton was so great. Luton Town, I thought, put in an effort. They deserved to win the game. They were committed, and that's really the key. They were committed to the game. Watford were never committed to this game from start to finish. They were never committed. They never gave this derby the requisite passion and intensity that it demanded. And not only that the Derby demanded, but that the Watford fan base demanded. Many Watford fans, I suspect, were expecting Watford to at least turn up in this game. Even though we know that Watford, as a team, as a men's first team, has not turned up all season long, with the exception of maybe two or three performances. Everybody expected of a Watford persuasion that this Watford team would at least, at least go into that decrepit ground up the M1 and fight, and fight for the badge, the shirt, put in a tackle. It's called a derby, not an art gallery. And Watford must have been confused today. These Watford players must have mistaken that dump of a pitch that they were playing on for an art exhibit. Because there were periods in this game where Watford players just stood around, didn't chase a ball, didn't chase a lost cause. Keenan Davis gets dispossessed and doesn't track back to try to get the ball back. No, he doesn't. He gets dispossessed and the Luton player just runs all the way up the other side of the pitch. And Keenan Davis never ran at least to try to get back the ball from him. Didn't try to retrieve the ball. That's a player who knows he is not going to be here at the end of the season because he's on loan at Aston Villa. He knows that he's not going to be at Watford. Hamza Chowdhury knows he's not going to be at Watford. And quite frankly, I think that Ismail Asar knows he's not going to be at Watford. There's no secret that Watford are going to be offloading him at the end of the season. And João Pedro right now, I think he's thinking about his future. And if he is absolutely thinking logically, why would he ever be expected? Why should he ever be expected 
to pledge a future to Watford Football Club. The club is a mess. It's not being run properly. In many areas, it's not being run properly. And the fans can see it. And that means the players can also see it. Surely they can. Surely these players can see that the club is not being run the way it should be run. In various areas. Including on the pitch. And you're seeing what's happening. You're seeing that these chickens are coming home to roost. And you're seeing that Watford didn't deserve to get anything out of this game today. Because they played so poorly. They played without conviction, without passion, without fervor, without desperation. And certainly without the requisite passion and urgency that you need in these derbies. You had an opportunity to do the double over this lot today. And you left this pitch with nary so much as a whimper. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the standards of this club. It's embarrassing for the standards of what the Watford fans demand. And it's embarrassing for the state of football in this part of the world, in Hertfordshire, to be putting out a team like that, that doesn't even give a toss about what is going on with the fans, the club, or even the results. If Watford players can't get up for a derby, they can't make the playoffs. And they're not going to make the playoffs. And by the way, Luton Town got their second goal right before the end of the game. I think around the 91st minute, 90th minute or so. There was never going to be a problem with Luton um, once they got that second goal. That was the game right there in a nutshell. Luton Town, comfortable winners. But the thing that really hurts you if you're a Watford fan, as I am, is that Watford lost this game and Luton didn't even try hard to win it. Now, they played hard. They played well. They weren't overwhelming. They weren't world beaters. They weren't the Brazilian national team. And they weren't Manchester City. But yet Luton didn't have to be any of those things to win this game because Watford made it rather easy. Watford didn't put forth an effort. It's not to begrudge Luton Town. And of course, I would love to do that. And I do get a chance to do that every moment I choose to. But there's no fault in Luton Town. Luton Town did what they had to do, which was to get the win and solidify their playoff spot. Because believe me, Luton Town are going to make a second consecutive playoffs after last season's. And they're going to do it again this season. They're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to run to the playoff final. And I think that you could see them lifting the playoff trophy as that third team that heads back to the Premier League. I think it's very possible. Very possible. They have not lost since the middle of February. That's six weeks ago. They are playing the right kind of football for the right kind of time for the manager that we used to have. Oh yes. That guy. I'll be talking about that guy. Coming up. Right after the break. This coming season. He was, he was asking for more passion. Can we expect to see that now? Because uh, I don't think we saw a lot last season. I don't want to comment on last season. 
but what I want to um, what I want to talk about and going forward now is is focusing on us and the future and and the next game. And of course, I want to see I want to see a team that plays with passion, with with energy, with commitment, with bravery. Uh, those are the words that I've used a lot, and those are things that we talk about a lot at the training ground on a daily basis. Um, I thought I thought Elton's speech was was excellent. It's something that we could play before before the game for the lads as well, um, because it certainly got me up for it as well. But he's right because if we want a connection as well, we do want a connection with our supporters, with our fans. Um, the very least they want to see is that that desire, that passion, that that will to to fight. And that's something that we'll talk about a lot. Um, I think our, our fans have got their heads screwed on. They'll forgive mistakes. But if they see reactions and they see people trying really, really hard and giving everything, then then they'll give us more time as well. Um, so, yeah, that's something that we'll, uh, we, we've will we talked about from day one, to be honest. Um, you know, passion's been traditionally connected with what with the small team generally up against it, you know, never taking a baffling step. But is passion... Is that a bit of an old-fashioned concept now in the days of endless video analysis, uh, special menus, you know, players are way they tested. Is there still a place for passion? Of course there is. That's, it's, it's football, it's a team sport, it's played with emotion. And we want to see emotion. I want to see a team that, that, that plays with that as well. And, and, and so, again, so do, so do you guys, so do the fans. Of course, we want to be organised. There's a lot more that we know now off the pitch, science, and like you said, whether it's food, whatever it could be, uh, analysis, that, you know, we can go into a lot more detail. But ultimately, in the end, the game is very, very similar to what it's always been. And if you run really hard and you, and you play with that fight, desire and passion, then, you know, that's more than half the battle. Yeah, it is. And guess who that was? No, it wasn't Chris Wilder. You already heard from Chris Wilder today, and he was um, bringing his trademark honesty in the comments he made earlier in this episode. No, it was not Slavin Bilic. Slavin Bilic is too exasperated to sound like that. It was Rob Edwards. Oh, where have we heard that name before? Yes, Rob Edwards. That was Rob Edwards as Watford manager, Watford head coach this season, before the start of the season. In his first press conference for Watford, ahead of the game against Sheffield United. You do remember what happened in that game against Sheffield United on opening night of the football season for Watford. It was a Monday night, August the 1st, 2022. Yes, indeed. That was eight months ago today, exactly. Eight months ago, exactly to the day. Eight months ago. Watford defeated Sheffield United by a score of one goal to nil exactly eight months ago today, August 1st, 2022. It is now April 1st, 2023, April Fool's Day. And Watford on this day, eight months later, have been reduced to fools by the very man who got them their opening day victory this season. Rob Edwards talked to you there about passion, about fight and desire and heart. All the things that Watford don't have under any manager this season, except for a couple of games under Slavin Bilic and one under Rob Edwards, the first one. No heart, no passion, no spirit. No spirit all season. Same thing last season, no spirit. It's not the manager 
that you should be sacking. You should never have got rid of Rob Edwards. We all know that. And this man was the ideal person to be at this club as the head coach of this Watford men's first team. And this man wanted to rebuild the culture of this club. He wanted to rebuild that connection between the. You heard him talk about the fans. He heard him talk about that. Rebuilding connection between the supporters and the players. And the, You just heard him say it. And after just 10 championship games, the owner of this club sacked him. Sacked him. I don't care what the reasons were. The fact is there's no reason to get rid of this man. You have to give this man time. And any idea that this was all about rebuilding culture is an absolute bunch of nonsense. The culture was never the thing that I think this club wanted to rebuild. The owner of the club doesn't care about that. Not in my view, he doesn't. He cares about the bottom line, money. Watford and money. And it's been a very uncomfortable relationship over the last goodness knows how many years between those two things, the football club and money. Very uncomfortable relationship. And you've got a businessman named Gino Pozzo, a proud man named Gino Pozzo, who is keeping his eye on the money and maybe not so much on the Watford culture. Now, look, the owner is not the sole person responsibility for culture at the club. He definitely sets a tone. There are other people involved in that as well. And if you are sending a message to Watford fans that you're going to stick with the man whose voice you just heard there a few minutes ago, you better stick with him. Otherwise, your credibility gets absolutely blown to smithereens. Your credibility is as good as nothing. In the world, your word is meant to be something. Short of writing down what you say on a contract and having it signed, your word is bond. And when you make the representation that you're going to stick with Rob Edwards, then you should stick with Rob Edwards. Even if it means you have to spend three seasons in the championship, maybe five seasons at the championship. Because you sacrificed, when you sacked him, you sacrificed a solid base upon which to build a platform and a future and a nucleus and a better Watford squad with high quality, high caliber players and people. You sacrificed all of that once you sacked this man. This man was giving you, giving you the opportunity to allow him to build something here. And because you're impatient, because you may be stubborn, because you absolutely are looking for the next best shiny object right now, right here in the next five minutes, you have absolutely discarded Watford's future as a men's first team going concern. You've, you've sacrificed that. The men's first team has become a complete joke up and down the United Kingdom. It's a joke the way that this club has treated a lot of different people. Certainly the fans. I'm not even talking about the way they treated Rob Edwards. Look at the way they treat the fans. It's contemptuous. 
Scott Duxbury gives an interview to the Watford Observer in June of last year, come hell or high water, and then within 10 championship matches and 11 matches overall, Rob Edwards has shown the door. Why? Something petty, something silly? Why was he shown the door? Again, I know why, but that's not a good enough reason. And now, karma has come to Watford. And it certainly came today after this defeat against the Luton Town team who deserved the three points and they got them. And you have to move on from this game. Rob Edwards must be, as I said, the happiest man on the planet where it comes to this game, where this game's concerned. Now, listen to those last two minutes or so are heartbreaking because this is who you had. You let this man slip through your hands. You sacked this man. You had no reason to. You had no reason to. But your ego got in the way and you decided that it was best to sack him. Three wins. Five draws. Two defeats. That, I believe, was the record under Rob Edwards in the championship for Watford this season. Why'd you sack him? Now you really realize what you had. You let it go. And this man was trying to build a culture between the fans and the players. Yes, there were some poor performances. But you cannot sack a manager after 10 games in the championship. You have to let this thing play out. Even if Watford were ninth in the table or 10th in the table at the time. It's 10 games in. It's not 20. It's not 25. It's not 30. It's 10. It's 10 games. For the love of God, man. The man never even got his feet wet. And that's the thing. And then you give Slavin Bilic much more time. And Slavin Bilic barely advances the team as well overall. And then you bring in Chris Wilder at the end of the game. When the game is already over. When it's clear this lot not making the playoffs. You don't know what you're doing with this club. And I think you're distracted. I think that's what's happened as well. There's distraction. But you let this man slip through your hands. Slip through your hands. You let him slip. And now you're paying the price for that. You're paying the price and you are reaping what you sow. These managers will come back to bite you in the backside. And that's what Rob Edwards did today with Luton Town. With that 2-0 win over Watford. And on top of that, you got Chris Wilder, your present manager, your present head coach, telling you to your face, basically, through the Watford FC media. And I want to thank Watford FC for providing the audio earlier, as well as the audio you just heard. You've got the present manager telling you that the players don't care. He's practically telling you that. It's a crying shame what's being done at this club, particularly where it goes to the Watford men's first team. It's a crying shame. And the fans are being put through the ringer and they don't deserve this. They really don't. Rob Edwards never deserved it. So many Watford fans had had it back in September when he got canned. 
And many of us were saying this was really a horrible move to make. You are going to live to regret making this move. And we were right. Because on October, uh, or excuse me, on April 1st, 2023, we saw for ourselves just how much we were living to regret this. Uh, we, we saw what was going to happen. You saw what was going to happen. There was never going to be, ever going to be, something that didn't boomerang back to Watford on this move. Because we all said that this was a major fail. There was no way. I, I couldn't find any Watford fans. Maybe there was one on social media who said it was right to get rid of Rob Edwards. Maybe there was one, maybe two. Other than those two fans, there was no one else on the social media networks that said that Rob Edwards should have gone. No one else. And I bet that Watford would love to have Rob Edwards back right now. I bet they'd love that. Everyone at Watford of a fan persuasion probably would because you now see what he's doing at Luton. And he didn't even come to Luton at the beginning of the season. He came in halfway through the season. And that's the thing that should be the lesson for the owner of this club. Because you had this man at the beginning of the season. You had him in the preseason. You had him during the summer. But you did not treat him with any respect. Fans may have had some ups and downs with Edwards and the formations. But look, that's pretty much superficial stuff, I'd say. Especially when you're talking about the first 10 games. And you don't know what you've got until it's gone. It's like the Joni Mitchell song. Big Yellow Taxi. You had this man and you let him slip through your hands. And that's the frustrating thing. And then he goes to the club that you hate the most. And he gives, and he gives them a 2-0 win. Gets them a 2-0 win over the club that he used to be manager of. Head coach for. And that should teach the owner something. The thing is that the Watford fan base do not deserve this kind of agony. It's not that anyone has a divine right. I'm not talking about divine rights. I'm talking about a club who has loyal and faithful fans who don't care largely at all about what the fans are dealing with. Coaches, Harry Potter buses, really? That's just not good enough. Not good enough. Just by the way you treat the fans, you let everyone know what you think of the fans. And you can tell how a club is run by the way it treats the fan base. If the club treats the fan base with respect, it's usually going to be, hopefully, more often than not, a well-run club. But if the club treats the fans with disrespect, it's pretty clear that they're also going to neglect other areas. And certainly, you can teach and look at the tenor of this Watford team and you know it's not being treated well. And you can tell that the club is not doing the kinds of things it needs to do on the pitch to effectuate change. As a result, you had a 2-0 defeat to Luton Town today. And Luton side again that never really got out of first, second gear. I, I thought that they were good today, Luton. I thought that they showed you that they cared about this match. It was a must-win match for them. I'm sure the owner, excuse me, the manager, had been calling for a maximum effort against Watford today. And look, the manager got it. 
Rob Edwards, who was sitting there at that Watford press conference I just played you a portion of, got the effort from those Luton players. Got the effort. And he may yet take them into the Premier League. How will Gino Pozzo feel? And we know how Watford fans would feel. But how would Gino Pozzo feel to see Rob Edwards lifting a playoff final trophy and heading to the Premier League? You throw away culture when you throw away a head coach or manager who wants to rebuild the culture. It's a big responsibility for one person to take on. But if the club is not willing to do that and you have a head coach who is willing to do that and then 10 games into the championship season, 10 championship games, you sack him then you're telling us that you really don't care about rebuilding the culture. You're telling, us, you're telling us that you really don't care about having passion and desire from players. That's what you're telling us. You suck a man who is dedicated to bringing the best out of the players. Dedicated. He had just got Forrest Green Rovers promoted as champions. That's what he did. And then you do that, you disrupt Forrest Green Rovers, who they're still upset about how that deal came about. They're still upset about it at Forrest Green Rovers. And only to have this manager, you uprooted him from Forest Green Rovers and you kept him for 10 championship games and then got rid of him. That kind of behavior and mentality cannot be allowed to continue at this club. If this club is going to see the brighter days again in terms of being on the pitch, on the pitch brighter days from the men's first team, the owner of this club is going to have to stop sacking managers left, right and center. When he feels like it. He's got to stop doing that. He is tanking the fortunes of this club. And the opportunities of it. And the success of it. He is tanking opportunities for success. By stubbornly getting rid of the manager. That he never should have got rid of. And that was Rob Edwards. And that is proving out to be true every day. Because Luton Town are just six points behind the automatic playoffs. The automatic promotion spot. I want to know after all of this and after their third manager of the season named Chris Wilder, he will not be back next season. I'll guarantee that. With all that you've heard so far, do you think that Gino Pozzo has learned a lesson regarding Rob Edwards? Do not forget to follow on WFC on Twitter and on Instagram. And please subscribe to the WFC YouTube channel. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much indeed. And of course, be sure to subscribe to the UORNS podcast. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining. You can download, subscribe, and share this podcast. And don't forget, you can do that from wherever you get your podcasts pretty much. But we know that there's lots about this club that needs to be fixed. And again, as I may have said before here, there is going to be a fans meeting at some point in the future. And please, it would be important to give your suggestions to yours truly because we need them. And I may well be part of the meeting and hopefully you will as well. But again, it's a very, very embryonic stage at this moment. 
But right now, we need to propose solutions and constructive ones and ideas, and as well as our passion, because these players don't have passion, but we as fans do. And fans are the lifeblood of a football club. You can't have a football club without the fans. It's impossible to do. Impossible. And I think that Watford should keep all that in mind as they review and go through and review this sordid game. It was an absolute waste. Refunds need to be issued to Watford supporters who travelled up to Kennel, to the Kennel today. That's it for this edition of Yuans. And don't forget, there will be another game coming up this coming Friday against Huddersfield. If I'm not mistaken, that should be the next game for Watford Football Club. And by the way, Watford didn't have, did not have any shots on target in the opening half. I uh, will correct myself there. And I had said that they had, but they only had one or two the entire game. And there we go. And that should tell you everything about this. You've got players coming out like Daniel Backman saying, well, it hurts a lot. Well, I'm glad it does, Dan. And I know you played decently today. And I know there's a lot of criticism about you and of you in terms of the distribution. And yeah, I understand all of that. But I do hope that this loss does hurt you in that kind of emotional way, not anything physical, of course, but in an emotional way because the players need to be hurting. And it's refreshing to know that at least Daniel Backman cares enough to actually say that, to issue that, that it hurts a lot. The question now becomes, what will you do about it? What will you do about that hurt? Are you going to channel it into giving a better performance? Are you going to be better? That's the question. Or is it just going to be that you got hurt and it hurt and then you moved on? That's the issue because you don't learn anything from just saying that, You feel hurt. You have to acknowledge that, yes. But if you're not doing anything to improve so that that hurt does no longer become a part of your vocabulary and your whole well-being, well, I mean, then it doesn't mean anything. Watford had one shot on target today. One shot. 55% possession, one shot on target. Two shots overall in total. There's no excuse for that kind of performance. No excuse. None. And what you saw today was a Watford side that didn't care less, couldn't care less. They really did not give a rat's or a monkey's about this particular match. And it was a match that meant so much. And for these players of Watford to tank this game in this way is inexcusable, unforgivable and unjustified. The next game is Friday, April the 7th, Watford versus Huddersfield at the Vic. I will be doing something very different on Yuan's, by the way, on that day. I will be doing the show. That would be the Instagram Live and, of course, the Yuan's on Twitter Spaces. I'll be doing that live from a very, very different place. It will be from the baseball park at Oracle Park for the San Francisco Giants as their home opener will take place on that Friday Just a shade, really, after this game starts, about an hour or so after. So, yes, it's going to be a challenge, but I will be conducting a live Yuan's Extra and doing a live Twitter Spaces from Oracle Park here in San Francisco, California, as the home opener, the first game of the new season at home for the San Francisco Giants of Major League Baseball 
will be in flow. So that is going to be a challenge, but I'm going to try to make this happen. That's just a note for you for the program notes. But until Watford versus Huddersfield next Friday night, a very important game. These now are auditions for next season for me. And it's time to admit that this team is in rebuild mode and the owner needs to admit that as well. Hopefully he will when he faces the fans in the near future. Again, the final score was Luton Town 2, Watford 0. A painful scoreline, especially given the opponent. But it was well-deserved for Luton. And they are most likely going to end up in the playoffs final. The playoff final against Middlesbrough. That's where I think it's going. And I do think Watford, excuse me, Middlesbrough and Luton are going to be the two teams who are going to be, one of those two teams will make, the, make it to the Premier League. And I have a feeling that it might be Rob Edwards and Luton Town. They are on form and Watford are going in the opposite direction. Thank you for listening, fellow Watford supporters, as always. And from me, Omar Moore. Goodbye for now. And until next time, you.